0: everything that, uh, that goes into uh, making that happen. So praise the Lord. I want to I welcome visitors this morning and um, tell you in, in front of you is a card. There's a card there that you, if you would fill that out, give us the best way of getting in touch with you. We would love to um, have a conversation with you sometime this week. I will just say it that way. We would love to reach out to you. And just um, just hear about your experience with us this morning. And I praise the Lord for what He is doing in this place. Uh, I want to let you know that uh, we have set the date for the next South African journey. And if you are interested in going to South Africa with me, then write this date down and start praying. January the 21st. 2019 through february the 2nd january the 21st 2019 through february the 2nd if you are interested i have a i have a gentleman that is not a part of this church from the moment he heard that i was going it didn't even matter when he came to me that same night that he heard me talk about africa and he said i'm supposed to go and there have been folks that have come to me and done that, and let's, let me just say, they have all gone with me to Africa. And so this gentleman has already been to the doctor, has already begun his shots, has already begun everything. And I have um, had no less than a half dozen texts from him about our journey, and we haven't even begun to really put things down yet. You are just hearing the dates now, so I want to tell you how excited one particular man named Clyde is. So, well, praise the Lord. Turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 4, and let me bring you up to speed. Let me let me tell you what has happened to this point. So Peter and John, in the ninth hour, went to the temple to pray. Okay, you know that the Holy Spirit has come, the church has been birthed. Peter has taken the opportunity to preach, and he did not. He did not miss this opportunity as well. As they get to the temple, as they go to walk through that beautiful gate, that Nicanor gate, there was a man laying there that had been lame since birth, that had been lame since birth, and we know that he was over forty years old, and. He had been laid there by friends or family who brought him every single day and put him at that gate. He had been laid there to beg for alms or to beg for money. And that was the way he made his living. And Peter and John, that particular day, that particular day, if you remember, Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I will give to you and in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, that man was healed. That man was healed. And because of that, and because of that, Peter was able to again preach because of the response of the people. He preached, and many came to Jesus as a result of that miracle and Peter's preaching, the Word of God going forth. And then, and then the leaders of the temple, the captain of the temple, the Sadducees, the priest, and all of them, they were stirred up. They were stirred up, and they, they, didn't, want, they didn't want Jesus' name to, to come back into this. In a, in, a, in a matter of speaking, they felt like they had gotten rid of that problem, but we know that on the third day after Jesus had been placed in the tomb, praise God, he rose from the grave. He rose from the grave and is alive today is alive today. And and now and now in the name of Jesus, Peter is preaching, Peter is preaching. And so because of his message, what happens? They arrest him. They arrest the two of them, Peter and John. They arrest them. And then they and then they put them in a matter of speaking, they they put them on trial in a sense. They they question them about this. And you, you know how this thing is going to go. They, they sent them out for a moment, and they discussed among themselves, because they asked, in whose power was this done? In whose power did this miracle occur? And oh, by the way, it was an undeniable miracle, because guess what? Guess what? Who was standing with Peter and John? The man that was no longer lame, the man that had been healed, okay? And... And so Peter and John, you know, they're told never to talk, never to speak, never to preach, never to teach in the name of Jesus again. What did Peter and John do? They told them if it's right, if it's right or wrong for us not to speak in the name of Jesus, you judge. But for us, we are going to preach and teach about the things that we have heard and we have seen. In other words, they had no choice but to speak and preach about Jesus. They gave Jesus credit for it all. And and so they they were let go. There was no reason to hold them. There was nothing they could hold them because what were the people doing? What were the people doing? The people were praising God. The people were giving glory to God because of this miracle that had occurred, because of this man who had been saved from this lameness and had and had actually been saved now for eternity. Praise God. And now we come and now we come to the point when they have let them go. Now here's what I want you to do with me this morning. The passage of scripture I'm in is Acts chapter 4 verses 23 through 31. It's going to be on the screen, on the screen and Here's what I want you to do. Now, because I want to kind of get the sense, I want to kind of get the, get the feel of what was going on then. Okay? So let's take, when, when I get to verse 24, and where the people began to speak in harmony. The people began to speak in harmony. I want you all, I want you all to read aloud with me. Read aloud with me what you see on the screen, okay? I'll read and then, I'll, and then I'll, I'll get the choir of readers to come with me, okay? And you're gonna read, you're gonna read until the end of verse 30 with me, okay? Are you ready for that? Are you ready for that? Because I want you to understand that when, that when Peter and John came back to their companions, to their friends, and told them what had happened, this was the people's response, this was the people's response. So I want to give you an opportunity to read with me and to think about the fact that this was the people's response when Peter and John came back and told them what had happened. So here we go. Are you ready? Okay, you don't sound ready, but I'm going to give you credit that you are ready. Okay, here we go. And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, here we go. We're all going to read. Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, Why did the nations rage, and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. May God bless the reading of his word. And I, and, and, and I pray as we, I pray as we get into this and we think about what is, what is happening here, that, that we understand, that we understand that, that God, that God through his son, Jesus is still in the miracle, in the miracle performing business. He is still performing miracles in our midst. He is, he performs a miracle. And because of that, and because of that, people are coming to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, 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 praise God. And being let go, being let go, remember they had no reason to hold them. They had no reason that they could keep them in custody or that they could even punish them. They did tell them they threatened them severely. You remember the wording? They threatened them severely to never speak in the name of Jesus again. But we know that that was not going to be the case. In fact, as soon as they were let go, where do they go back to? They go back to that place of solace. They go back to their companions. I, I would venture to say they went back to the other disciples. They went back to the church. They went back to those people. That, and, and, and immediately, and immediately it broke out into prayer. Immediately it broke out into prayer. Folks, when we face things, when we face things, do we go to God in prayer with it? Do we take it to God in prayer the moment that we are facing it? The moment that we are facing it? There, there have been some tough things that have gone on this week. Have there not? Have there not been tough things? I don't know all of your situations. I don't know what's going on. But, but did we take it to the Lord? Did we pray? Did we pray when it was going on? Do you know a friend of mine was murdered this week? A friend of mine was murdered in Mesa, Arizona this week. And um, a fellow firefighter. Who I worked many, many, many shifts with, and um, and love that man, love that man like he was a part of my family because he was a part of my fire department family, and um, but he was but he, but he lost his life, and we don't know yet, we don't know the details, we don't know we don't know what's going on yet, so it's under investigation and so on and so forth, but. And you know what that's just that's just one thing. That's just one thing that's gone on this week. And, and and you know what? You you have the things that have happened in your life and 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 you you know and, and again how many of you how many of you immediately went to the Lord in prayer? How many of you think of prayer as a means of dealing with the things that we go through, whatever they are. Whatever they are. And you, and, and you know what? And you know what? From time to time it it mandates that we come together. It mandates that we come together. You remember the biggest prayer meeting that I ever went to in my life? Do you remember? Take a guess what the date was. September 11, 2001. September 11, 2001. Because, because, planes, because planes were used as weapons in our nation, do you know that we put an impromptu prayer meeting together? Do you know that 250 people came to prayer meeting that night? Do you know I've never seen 250 people at prayer meetings since? Folks, do we really believe that prayer is important, that prayer matters? And and you know what? The moment Peter and John came back, immediately, immediately the people prayed and the people gave glory to God. You You can pray. You can pray in worship. You can pray in adoration. You can pray in thanksgiving. You can pray in supplication, you can pray in confession. you can pray. God wants to hear from us. God wants to hear from His people, with what we're dealing with, with what we're struggling with. And see, here's another thing that happened. So, so they immediately go to the Lord in prayer. They immediately break out in prayer. no, oh, by the way, it wasn't written down for them. They're trying to figure out. They're trying to figure out how it happened like this. OK? Luke's writing this thing. Luke's writing this thing. They don't know if if something had been written for them or if the Holy Spirit had again showed up in their midst and they all spoke in harmony. Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. Why, by the mouth of your servant David have said, and now now they use, they go to a psalm. They go to Psalm 2. They go to Psalm 2. And they, and, they, and they make reference to that. And here's the importance of making reference to that. See, Peter and John, you and I, anybody, anybody that has gone through something have to make a determination of what was that I just went through. Was that personal? Was that about me? Can I share something with you? The majority of what you've been through this week was not about you because it's not about you. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's not about us. And see Peter and John, Peter and John could have come in there with an attitude with an attitude of and you know what? I don't know I don't know what you want to think about. Come and tell me unless I'm the one that it happens to. Come and tell me the first time they arrest you for following Jesus. Come and, come and talk to me about it. Come and talk to me about it. Because you know what? Some people, some people could almost say that, that, that it was me. It was on me that that happened. It was, a, it was about me. Well, you know, Peter and John didn't go there, did they? They didn't go there when they were asked who performed the miracle, and they did not go there, and they did not go there right here. They did not go there. In fact, what they did was they immediately said, You know what? What just happened to us happened to us because of Jesus. Because of Jesus and because, and because of who Jesus is. And oh, by the way, and oh, by the way, Jesus just performed a miracle do, do dead people perform miracles? Do dead people perform? No, dead people don't perform miracles. Jesus just healed a man. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. And, and, and Peter and John put it, took that, took that passage from Psalm that David, and, and you know what? They said that this could have almost been a coronation to, for a king. That this could have been a coronation for a king who was about to take over his kingdom, and in this case and in this case we 're talking about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and, and, and listen to what it says: why did the nations rage, and the people plot vain things? and the kings of the earth took their stand, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. Does, does that look like a picture of of, um, it's going to be easy. It's going to be easy. What is about to happen? The kingdom that you that you are about that you are about to be king of. This is what the people are going to do. This is what the people will do. Think about our world leaders today. Think about our world leaders today who walk into office, who walk into office and, and are dealing with the kind of things that world leaders deal with. Well, in this, in this case, Peter and, John, Peter and John said, you know what? God knew all of this was going to happen. God knew this was, not, this was not by accident. This was not something that, that God picked up in the middle of because he did. God knew what the people were going to do. God knew the hearts of the people. God knew the hearts of the people. And yet, and yet, in the midst of the craziness, in the midst of the craziness, guess what? God's plan goes forth. God's plan continues to be carried out, to be carried out. For truly, against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, Who anointed Jesus? Who anointed Jesus? Now, okay, we could say that that Mary came with that alabaster jar, but God had anointed Jesus for for his will to be carried out, for his will to be carried out. And the way in which it was carried out, it was was not by accident that it happened the way it happened. And, And it says, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, and they're saying that this was probably Herod Agrippa I that we're talking about by this time. Okay, you remember all the way back to when Jesus was born, and you remember Herod the Great and what he tried to do. You remember what they were what they were trying to what they were trying to do through through all of this. In fact, Herod the Great goes back even further than that. Herod the Great goes back even farther than that. But that here. That hear these, these men, and it says, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together. So, and 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 were they gathered together, were they gathered together for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of, of the name of Jesus to go forth and so on. No, no, that was not why they were gathered. That was not, that was not how they were used. This particular Herod was one of the ones that put Jesus on trial. And that was, in a sense, judge judge over that. Pontius Pilate, we know the role that Pontius Pilate played in that. All of those things. But here's what God did. To do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. To do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. In other words, this was determined... This was determined. These people were chosen. These folks that were there, all of those things were laid out, were in a sense laid out by God. Laid out by God. Do you see how this thing has turned? Do you see how this thing has turned? In other words, it's not about Peter and John. It's not about Peter and John. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about what Jesus has done to save this world. It's all about him dying on a cross. It's all about him being buried in the tomb. It's all about on the third day he arose from the grave. It's all about, it's all about our being able to deal with our sin. With that sin that we're all born with. Ever since Adam, every since Adam, sin has been a part of the human race. There is a day coming. There is a day coming when sin will forevermore be put away. Sin will forevermore be put away. Now Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. In other words, in other words, we know as we go forward. We know as we speak your name. We know as we proclaim the word of God, we know as we proclaim the gospel that there are going to be people that are not going to like it. There are going to be people that are going to do everything they can to squelch it, everything they can to stop it. But God, give us boldness. Give us boldness in in all of it. Give us courage. Give Give us all that we need to go and to talk People and to share the gospel and to share you with a lost and dying world, and they go on and says by stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. Think about it. Think about it again, again. Here, here, people are being, people are have been healed, people are gonna be healed many different signs and wonders will occur all pointing all pointing to a savior all pointing to Jesus all pointing to Jesus and they're saying okay all these things are going to happen we know we know that you're the one that's at work we know that you're the one that's doing these things we We simply pray for boldness in the midst of it and courage in the midst of it. Because you know what? They don't know what the future holds like the one who is empowering them does. They don't know what's going to happen. They don't know if the next time they go to share will be the last time they ever share this side of heaven. They don't know that. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Go with me to Isaiah for a moment. Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah is about to be called as a prophet, okay? You remember that, right? Was it good to Isaiah chapter 6? Was, um, was it easy to be a prophet? Was it easy to be a prophet? No. Not the job that most people sought after. I'll start at verse 1 and say, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of His robe filled the temple, and, it, and it, above it stood seraphim. God showed up. Let, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Did you walk in here this morning and say and, and and say to yourself, say to yourself, you know what? I hope I see God this morning. I hope I meet God where I go this morning. And you know what? I, I, you know, we sit here and we sit here and we think about that. We give that. We give that lift service. We 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 say that. But did we really come expecting that? Go to Exodus chapter nineteen for a moment. Exodus chapter nineteen. Exodus chapter 19, I need to, I need to um, it's, it's Israel at Mount Sinai, so let, let, me, um, let me just pick it up to give you a little bit of, a little bit of it before we get to that moment. <clears throat> Let's start in verse 10, then the Lord said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their clothes, and let them be ready for the third day, for on the third day the Lord will come down upon Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. You shall set bounds for all the people all around, saying, Take heed of yourselves that you do not go up to the mountain or touch its base. Whoever touches the mountain shall surely be put to death. Not a hand shall touch him, but he shall surely be stoned or shot with an arrow. Whether man or beast, he shall not live. When the trumpet sounds long, they shall come near the mountain. So Moses went down from the mountain to the people and sanctified the people, and they washed their clothes. And he said to the people, Be ready. For the third day, do not come near your wives. Then it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunderings and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain, and the sound of the trumpet was very loud, so that all the people who were in the camp trembled. And Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was completely in smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire. Its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain quaked greatly. God showed up. God showed up, and the place was shaken. And the place was shaken when God showed up. What's been your experience? What's been, what's been your walk? Um, what's been your walk? Let me read 31 again. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. When was the last time that you prayed for boldness? When was the last time you prayed to speak in a way that you've never spoken before? Remember what they said about these men. Remember what they said about them. They said that they were uneducated and untrained. They said that, you know what, there is no way that they should be speaking the way that they're speaking. But guess what they realized? Guess what they realized? They realized that these men had been with Jesus. Pastor Scott made a comment in, um, in home group the other night. If Christianity was deemed illegal today, if Christianity was deemed illegal today, would they have enough evidence against you to convict you? Would they have enough evidence to convict you? Folks, I want to ask a question. The church. Is there power in the church? Is there power in the church? Is there power in the church? And my question is how do we see the church? What do we what do we understand about the church? You see, because the same Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that, that fell upon them at Pentecost, the same Holy Spirit that has filled them a number of times, that same Holy Spirit, when you, when you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, when you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit came to live and dwell within you and within me. The same Holy Spirit that has that 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 has empowered that has empowered the church then and empowers the church today empowers the church today to take the word of god to take the gospel and to proclaim it to all peoples let me ask this is there anybody that the gospel is there anybody that is undeserving of the gospel is there anyone that is undeserving of the gospel Because if there is anyone that is undeserving of the gospel, guess where they are destined to go? But Jesus came for all. Jesus came for each and every person. Each and every, each and every person. There is not one that he did not come for. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And you know how I talk about that, right? You know how I talk about that filling of the Spirit? That filling of the Spirit, you remember the dish rag? How much, how much can you get done with a dry dish rag? How much can you get done? How, how, how clean will the dishes be? with a dry dish rag But you know what you want that dish rag wet don't you Well you know what I believe believers ought to be like a wet dish rag <clears throat> I believe I believe believers should be so full of the Holy Spirit so full of the Holy Spirit that when you that when you get around folks you know what it just bounces over on others It just it just overflows on others you know what, do you love Jesus that much? Do you have a, a relationship with the Lord in that way that you want others to have? What, what you what you thankfully now have? Do you, do you want that? Do you believe that? Peter, John, the whole group, it wasn't going to get any easier. It wasn't going to get any easier for them. But they knew they had no choice but to share Jesus. But to share Jesus and to be there as Jesus, as Jesus did, what only Jesus could do in those in those times and in those places. And and, and the question is, and the question is, how about us today? How about us today? What 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 are we willing to do for Christ? Where are we willing to go for Christ? God loves us. God loves people. so much so, so much so that we think about what do people need? People need the Lord. People need Jesus in their life. They need Jesus, and, and the only and, the, and, and, and you know something? We need to be bold enough, we need to be bold enough to share, to share Him with our friends, with our family, with our co-workers, with, with everybody. I was trying to think back in my life as a firefighter. I was trying to think back to my conversations with Charlton. Trying to think about the times that we had conversations about the Lord. And there were opportunities. And there were opportunities. And, and, and you know what? I, I, I remember having conversations with him about Jesus. Now, you, you know something? Because, because you know what? As this, life, as this life goes on and as things happen, as things change, as, as people come, as people go, as all of, those, all of those things, that we would not have regrets for not having shared Christ, for not having shared Christ with a lost and dying world. That we, and you know what? It takes boldness. It takes courage. It takes, it takes understanding, understanding what Jesus has done for us and wanting, and wanting that for others that God brings into our life. Let's pray. Dear most precious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, we praise you, we honor you. Lord, we, um, we give it all to you. Lord, and I pray right now, I pray for right now for that same boldness, for that same courage, Lord, I pray for that boldness to to walk across the street and to um, and to share with share with my neighbors. I, I pray for that boldness to get in a van or get in a truck and and go to Baltimore and share you with. People in Baltimore. And Lord, I, I pray that I pray that as the opportunity unfolds, that Lord, I'll get on a plane and Lord, I'll go to the other side of the world and I'll share Christ with, with petty people. Lord, and for wherever else you send us, for wherever else you have us. Lord, I pray that um, <clears throat> I pray that we would all, I pray that we would all sense the urgency of the message, the urgency of the gospel going forth. Lord, our, our, world, our world is in turmoil. Our world is troubled. Lord, we, we, live, we live comfortable, cocooned lives. We are sheltered from most things. But Lord, that's not the experience of the, of the world. And Lord, I, I pray, I pray that <clears throat> I pray that you would rule and reign in this world, knowing, knowing that that Satan still has a place until you put him away forevermore. But Lord, may we resist the devil at, at all turns, may we resist the devil at, at, at all at all cost. Your word tells us, submit to you. Resist the devil and he will flee from us. Lord, he's not welcome in our homes. He's not welcome in this place. And Lord, we, we praise you as all powerful, all knowing, all present, unchanging, and eternal. Thank you, Lord. Phyllis, Father, all this you must precious and holy name. Amen. Let's stand together.